The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, we have a great episode of UFC Unfiltered. We talk about a little gossip, and we speak to uh, Alexander Hernandez, and we speak to TJ Dillashaw. Matt's been getting a lot of shit over that last interview, and uh, I don't know how this is going to go. It goes well, Jimmy. Hold on, cut that part. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Oh, that's some good... That's some... That's some good Java. You know what we're going to do one day? Let this song just play out. I want to hear how it fades out. It's pretty catchy. Welcome. It's pretty catchy. We have a good show today. We hope we have... Uh, we do have uh, Alexander Hernandez calling in. We've never spoken to Alexander. But he is fighting Cowboy Cerrone, who does not look the same with his beard. It's very strange seeing no. Cowboy with that beard. He looks older with the beard. Yeah, yeah. I like him better without it. Um, then he yeah. like two hens. Oh, I don't know. Do you think it's a good color? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, Alexander the Great Hernandez, twenty six years old. Look at those abs on this kid. And his ten la- and one. His last fight. Um, Aubin Mercier, yeah, yeah, when, yes, Aubin Mercier. I said that right. You did, yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, that was a nice fight, man. That's a that's a good fight. I it's I always like right here. It looks like it's a tough fight for Cowboy. I do. I feel this kid's a tough kid. But, man, every time I count Cowboy out, he, the guy wins. <laughs> I, I, and I like Cowboy. I'm not trying to count him out. Sure. I think uh, I think he's a tough fight, obviously, for anybody. He's so well-rounded. I don't see this kid getting caught in an arm lock the way the mistake that um, his jiu-jitsu looks high level. He, what is he, a brown belt, I read. Yeah, he's a brown belt. He looks good. He looks good on top and on bottom. There was some um, – Mercy, I had some uh, deep – some subs. At least he had one Kamor that was tight and had him in several bad positions, and and he got out of it. and And he has a great gas tank, and he and he's very yeah, well rounded. So, is. what a, you know, it, it's a great fight. I mean, not for nothing, he starched Darnoush, you know, and that dude is tough. Yeah. So I'm Darnoush. What I say, Darnoush. Darnoush is on fire. Yeah. What? It's called Darnoush. You got it. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm sorry. Thoroughly. Sorry for what? It's just. Shit jokes. What was wrong with those jokes? <laughs> the, I, didn't, I didn't even recognize the, they the, were jokes. The, 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 
I didn't recognize there was, there was any joke. <laughs> Speaking of shit comedy, uh, I saw my buddy Dean Thomas was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, was he? Yeah. You know? How was he? Joe does such a good podcast. Joe is awesome. I just only saw a little bit, you know? Like, I followed through the part where I hear my name and that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's understandable. <laughs> I don't do that, Jimmy. He's coming in uh, next week. He is coming in next week. Thanks for the, the thanks for the warning. By the way, we also have T.J. Dillashaw is going to call in today. Oh, I got some shit. I got some shit over that. Cause you always look on YouTube, like do you? At, no, I'm, you I'm ne- serious. You never let me finish. No, but do you really check on YouTube? I never. No, look. when I'm well, this is what I do. I'm looking on YouTube. I, I didn't see him looking on YouTube for that. Right. But that pops up. Sure. So maybe I maybe like if you know what pops up, it pops up. Uh, uh, it's what I I said. Matt Serres says TJ uh, shit on us or something like that. <laughs> Matt Serres pissed at, and I would do. Listen, am I really pissed? I, I you know how much I thought about that since yeah, last show. The whole way home, he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it. I think you were pretty mad. He was fuming. It, I get over it pretty quick. By the time these headphones are off, it's out of my head. But it's over the airwaves, and it, you know. People last, can last run. Forever. Yeah. So people get upset over it. Oh, you, how are you, big baby? <laughs> big which baby? I can't argue. I might have banned some people because, you know, if they attack me on my Instagram or something. I, listen, I don't, my, that's my happy place or whatever. I don't like negativity. So I'll just ban you if I don't like anything you say to me. Yeah. But, you know, whatever, man. I don't know. I just like to have a good time. I like to come here and have a good time. So well, we're having a good time. And then if somebody else is like, ah, it's just like, oh, it's not his fault. But that doesn't mean I can't lash out at the guy. It's just like, fuck it. So your legs are a little sore today. You took a while to get over here. <laughs> Jimmy, am I just rambling? Is that no, what not at all. I was actually wanted to mention that your legs Jimmy, were sore. Jimmy, I'm going to call Alexander. Why way. do I look that fucked up? No, just because you said that you were hobbling over from Penn Station. Did you see me walk Could me? you still put a guy I in tra- a camora? I did this morning, man. You, you could still I, do I it? I attacked my guys. I'll tell you, Pete Dragosell, after all these years of rolling, he has one speed. And he has and he has one goal. What's his speed? Kill. Oh really? Yeah. Is he intense? Same as his goal. Kill. Speed. He's intense. He just wants to fucking take he just doesn't and now he's doing the legs. Oh, we have Alexander on the phone? Yes. Hey buddy, uh we're talking to uh, Matt Sarah and Jim Norton on UFC Unfiltered. How you doing? Well uh, what's up, Alexander? Hey, doing good guys. How are y'all? Doing very well. Um this is a big fight for you um coming up. I mean you've beaten two really tough guys already. How did the cowboy fight come about? Uh, I don't know, just fate, I guess. Um, I was, yeah, as you guys know, playing on that Trinaldo fight, and we were about six weeks out. Um, it's probably like maybe like a Thursday evening after practice. My manager, Jason House, messaged me, called me ASAP, texted me a few times, and said that's either, you know, really good or really bad news. And right. so when I got done training, I shot him over a call. And he told me that uh, Shelby brought to the table the option to fight Cerrone, which, like everybody else, was like a huge, huge surprise because last I heard he was trying to toggle the idea of fighting um, uh, McGregor or someone of that effect. And so how the hell they fell on me, I was, <laughs> I was baffled with everybody else. Um, but, yeah, like anything else, you know, I emphatically agreed and uh, seized that opportunity. So, um uh, a few days went by in limbo, kind of waiting on the confirmation. And then again, like everybody else, it feels like I, I get the final word when, when they do. I'm inevitably on the shitter going through Instagram and, uh, and see myself tagged with, with Cerrone, a number of photos. And, and then I get the text, the deal's done. So, Oh, you find uh, that on social media like the rest of us? <laughs> 
<laughs> it always happens like that, you know. Like I, I guess, uh, of course, we obviously get the word that that it's in, that's in the works, and then uh, by the time I get the final word, I feel like everybody else does as well. And you Funny said how that works. I want to quote you, uh, Alexander. You had a great quote. You said the UFC is laying down Persian silk linen and spreading its legs for me right now, which is uh, they're letting uh, loose all the pheromones, and I am in. I'm definitely taking full advantage of that. So you at least recognize the cowboy fight is, is a pretty big, uh, it's a main event, a, bi- a big stage to be on. Yeah, it's huge. You know, I, I, don't, I don't see him as any more threatening than Trinaldo. You know, I, I have the utmost respect for that fight as I do this one. Sure. Uh, this just happens to have a bigger name behind it. He's a household name and, and legacy to the game. So uh, for me, this is like the perfect step up in, in competition for my career to catapult me into the next limelight, the next level of, uh, you know, just competitive sphere and talk. And it's, it, by, so, I apologize. It's the main event of the ESPN prelims. The main event, of course, it's on the, uh, the TJ uh, Cejudo card. Uh, but it's still a big spot to be in. I mean, because uh, Cowboy normally doesn't fight on the prelims. No, I, and so the way that that same interview you're referring to, MMA Junkie, um, the way they laid it out, which I'm hoping is the case, um, we're actually on, we're on actual ESPN, and then the pay per view is kind of like an ESPN Plus. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 fucking brilliant. I, I couldn't be happier about that, and I think it's just again as a testament that the UFC shares the same vision I do of you know me being the future of this organization, not just the division. Well, you are ten and one. I mean, you're you're obviously. I mean, I mean, this will be your third fight in in the in the UFC. The first fight you had against uh, Dariush. I have to ask you about the opening of that. Like you came out like you were about to touch gloves, and you threw a beautiful kick to the body. Now, was that intentionally just to try to relax him for a second, or did you change your mind as it was happening? No, and I'm reaching with my backhand. I don't know who the fuck touches gloves with their backhand. I was uh, I was just framing. I okay, you were just framing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it was more of a range depth shot. I've been planning the, the entire week that I need to disrupt his cadence as aggressively as possible. Because Darius is a slow stalker. You know, he likes to he likes to build his momentum and then corner his opponent and keep him caged. And then when he feeds off that and gets his uh, his uh, his confidence and, and aggression, you know, based on based on his opponent dwindling against the cage. So for me, I wanted to <clears throat> disrupt all that immediately, and I thought putting a foot through his heart would would help. So okay, uh, yeah, the idea was just to charge as fast as I could. Uh, Beat him, beat him to the punch, and then, and then kind of pro- yeah, project the next the next shots to follow. So once once I landed that, and then I, I saw that overhand of the hook, I immediately knew, uh, you know, you and I are moving at two completely different speeds, and so it was only a matter of time before I caught that hand. Yeah, you got a tough rap on that because Rogan, when we saw it just now, I go, wait a second, did he go to? And then we watched it again, and Rogan called it the same way. Oh, he faked the touch, so it did look. But then when you look at it. You did have your arms out. It's not like you had your hand up, palm towards him to go. Well, didn't Darius go to punch gloves? I think he went to punch yeah. gloves and got, was met with a foot he in the heart. He got a foot said. in the fucking face. <laughs> he might, he yeah. might have been, yeah. And I wasn't gonna like pander that shit. You know, yeah. I can't, I can't tell you what he was thinking. But uh, my intent was never to to pull like a quick one over his head. I just, I just try to line him up. It was like I had those are my scopes. And I was narrowing him in, and then I just shot the shot. Now, Cowboy, Cowboy's a huge name. I mean, there's the names, like there's the McGregor, the, the, the D, Nate Diaz, and, and then like right underneath that. I'm going to say underneath that a little bit. McGregor's up there. But, I mean, Cowboy's right there. He's huge. He's huge in the UFC. People know who Cowboy Cerrone is. This would be a huge feather in your cap, and this would 
put you on the map. But don't get me wrong, you just you just came over two tough guys. Unfortunately, not a lot of guys know those guys besides the people that are like the diehards, like us. We know how right, badass right. those guys are. The average fans go, oh, I know that cowboy guy. He's wacky or whatever. They they like him. They they know him. So, I mean, how is that for the motivation for his fight? Any, any different? Because I know each fight is the biggest fight of your life, but does this feel any different fighting a guy with this recognition? Man, it's just exciting. It's thrilling. There's nothing more to it. You know, people keep asking me about, about, the, about the name, and I keep saying I don't give a shit about his name or the promotion, the venue, <clears throat> the city. No disrespect. Of course, New York and Brooklyn is incredible. But, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not building this up in, in my mind like that. I don't pay attention to these guys. I don't, I don't watch a lot of footage in my spare time. I don't watch a ton of fights in my spare time. Uh, there's a few guys that I like to watch and study and emulate, and, and, and I pay attention to my own growth. But if I spent all this time dwelling on the past, shit I've already accomplished, shit he's accomplished, and there would be no space for me to focus on the future. So uh, Cowboys is Cowboy, and I separate that entirely from whatever, like – image he's built up or or you know the media behind it or all that other shit he's still just a poor soul that has to stand across from me in my cage and so i'm I'm not worried about i'm not worried about anything that that his title brings to the table and uh, uh, at the end of the day it's just, just another man sure sure I, I i only think of cowboys just the 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 uh range of fighters that he's fought and and just that little level of experience and, and and the level of competition he's faced. Would you say that this is the guy who's probably faced the, uh, the, the toughest? Has he faced the better fighters of all the guys you faced before? Well, do you yeah, think Cowboy is the, is, is, yeah. is, is the, the most like, dangerous? He's got, he's got like forty fights, so yeah, I'd say yeah. he's had a pretty good array of of folks to scrap with. Yeah, well, I'd say he's probably fought the, fought the most. Well, he's coming. Best, yeah. He's coming back though. I mean, uh, he was five and four as a welterweight. And he's coming back down, and maybe you know, mentioning fighting Connor. Maybe he, if he ever did that, he wants to be accustomed to fighting at lightweight again. But I, I wonder if he's coming down because he just was not in, not enjoying being hit by guys that size. And will this weight cut uh, at this point have any kind of an effect on him? Because uh, you're you're obviously such a fast fighter and you move so well. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It seems like he's um, he's almost temperamental in his decisions, you know, and he's always looking for for an escape. It seems. You know, uh, things are going well for me at 55, let me run to 70. Things are going well at 70, let me let me go back to 55. And I guess things were going, I mean, he just finished that big fight at Perry, but he's always looking for something else. And, and you, against me, you're looking at a guy who puts 100% of his focus into one thing, in on one mission, one objective, one purpose. And I'll be damned if I got a guy who puts 60%, 70, whatever the hell it is, into one and splits his time because he's seeking outlets to try to comfort him will hold a candle to, to my undivided attention. Okay, There's so just you, no way. So. so you think Cowboy is putting 60% into it, basically, and you're saying you're putting 100% in? As a day-to-day ritual of my life, yes. I'm sure, he put all, I'm sure he's putting plenty of attention into this camp. He needs to. But I, I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. I don't have anything else. I have my gym. And I'm an eager student. I'm not going to be the first one to class every day, but I'm sure shit the last and when I get tired of being in the gym, I train outside. You know, it's, it's, that's how I level myself. And so I, I, don't, I don't have any other distractions and I don't need them. He's 26 years old, Jimmy. Yeah. He's got that going for him. And your endurance, I'll tell you, um, I know you weren't too happy. You said that you weren't happy with your last performance, which was a, a great, it was a victory. And yeah, it was, it just, you with, know, um, decision. With uh, Mercier. And I'll tell you, that dude, 
He's he's no he's no punk. I'm not crazy about his mustache, like Jimmy said earlier. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan uh, of the I mustache. Yeah, but he is that dude is dangerous. Wrong, he was slapping on the wrong industry for it, I'd say, but yeah. Yeah, you're saying some films in the nineteen seventies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a few, few, few basement shots he probably could start in, but I don't know about be, this. Be honest, Alexander, when you got caught in that Kimura, did you say, Listen, that I'm not getting tapped to that mustache. I'm not did that come out at all? Or the- yeah, oh, I swear <laughs> to God, that was the first three things that ran through my mind. This, this, this porn staff bearing Canuck is not going to finish me on my second fight. There's no fucking way. I'll tell yeah, you, that the, was definitely- some great scrambles in that in that match. And, and you know, if you've seen, I'm sure you have, uh, Cowboy's last fight with his arm bar on Mike Perry, that was really a Mike Perry's ba- – I mean, Cowboy did what he was supposed to do. But as far as posture – and um, uh, jujitsu wise, no. you know, he kind of handed him that arm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a philanthropist. So I'm not a fucking donating to the Red Cross in the cage. That was a that was a handout. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not impressed by that at all. Not even in the slightest. Mike Barry gave him that. The the scrambles on the ground were like the least professional scraps of shit I've seen <laughs> in the cage. Like that was the, not, nothing about that was like, Oh, an overwhelming performance. I mean, just check it two or three times and you'll start to break it down. It's not, he's, he's got a, to tip he's, your hat at. He's got a point with that arm lock. It was beautiful. I mean, cowboy did what you're supposed to do. Sure. But yeah, no, he, he, yeah. he did what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Harry did. But, yeah. but, but, you know, that, that was, uh, Mike Perry's bad for sure. Yeah. Mike Perry's inexperienced. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, you don't want to fucking just, Start clubbing somebody in a dangerous guard, just grab him by the neck and look to punch him in the face. And sometimes it's not the best option, right, Jimmy? <laughs> right, right. And just picking your hips up and putting your putting your head down. Yeah, Probably not the best call against that guard. It's true. And you were raised. Yeah. I wanted to ask you too. You were raised in St. Louis. What kind of a neighborhood did you grow up in? Was it a, was it like a suburb of St. Louis, or was it was it a bad area? No, no. I mean, that's funny, man. Everybody's going. <laughs> everybody just picks like a a home base for me. St. Louis is actually. I was just born in St. Louis. I moved when I was three, oh. and I grew up in this little ass town called Canton, Georgia, and for three elementary school. Um, and Georgia's just super white and black. And uh, and I and then then I moved to San Antonio in uh, San Antonio, Texas, in middle school. And all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, that's where all the brown people went. It's like, it's my hente over here. And so uh, I spent majority of my life in Texas. What, what nationality so really, are you? I'm half Mexican, half white. Oh, you are? Okay. So uh, no, wait, why'd you move so much? Is your dad military? Were any parents military? Uh, my, well, St. Louis to Georgia, parents split when I was three, so I moved over there. And then when my mom died when I was 10, I moved oh. over to Texas to live with my dad. Oh, okay. And, and then you got involved, obviously, in, in mixed martial arts when, when you were there. What got you involved in it? I just started wrestling. So my dad uh, wrestled through high school and um, maybe a little bit before. But he, he, he wrestled through high school. And me being, uh, we, we come from like a series of short genes. And so I, I grew up playing basketball back home. And then I kind of realized I was just too short and I sucked. And so <laughs> we, thank God my dad kind of led me into, you know, more suitable uh, sports and so wrestling was great because I was also like a terrible late bloomer. I probably didn't hit puberty until I was like 23, <laughs> and so uh, pound for pound, I needed something <laughs> to my advantage. Sure. And so uh, I got into wrestling, weighing like 98 pounds freshman year, and just uh, uh, kept at it. And that was probably the most testing, terrifying um, years of my life. That like freshman sophomore year of having to get get into wrestling and just take on all the qualities that that sport delivers, you know? Um, and so I, I grew up, I grew up wrestling, 
relatively. It felt like that was my entire life there for about six years. And then um, ended up not doing it in college and then found, found jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and then um, found my head coach who I've been with since the beginning, Jason Yarrington at Ohana Academy. And, uh, and the rest is kind of history, just sort of, just sort of, um, picked it up for fun. Wrestling, of course, is like that phenomenal base that gets you, that gets you through an entire amateur career and uh, part of the way into a professional one too. Uh, but I just started scrapping with those guys and it was kind of like, all right, maybe you should go ahead and try an amateur bout. There's this TV show in South Texas, uh, for amateurs that I did. And then, uh, got my first bout did that enough and then it was like okay man we go ahead and do professional so went professional and then you know it just kind of kept on that way and uh you've talked to about about really like loving tj dillashaw we're actually talking to tj in a little while well i mean he is really one of my favorite guys to watch what was it about him that kind of uh, resonated with you? yeah so i and i and i do i do love tj dillashaw but i don't blow his dick like cormier had me on that <laughs> that he was viewing whenever <laughs> he, he like pulled out some shit out of his ass that he was saying on that first fight. I was like, Jesus Christ, like I got a, like I got like a sanctuary of Dillashaw in my closet or something. Like I got like a, you know, some kind of a starburst monument of him That's built funny. up. Uh, you don't worship no. him like with, with, uh, with no, little, I, I, I don't worship the guy. I got crazy respect for him. I think he's one of the greatest ever, but, um, yeah, <laughs> just, 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 uh, just a, just a guy that I, I like to I like to look up to, but uh, I, I think he's awesome. So his style, man. So I, I like I said I, I don't follow, or rather I don't just watch UFC all the time. I, I do a bit more now, but I never just like spend weekends just catching all the fights every weekend. But there are people that I'd like strive to emulate. GSP was a big one. Um, Dominic Cruz I watched a lot, and then TJ Dillashaw. Uh, was kind of like one of the next guys in line. And when I watched him fight Hinnon Burrell for that first time, um, when he was, I think he's like 12 and 1, and Hinnon Burrell was like, or maybe like 12 and 2 or something, and Hinnon Burrell was like 32 and 1, and he just had, happened to get the call to get pulled up last minute. And he was a super underdog. And when I watched him go out there and put that display on, dude, I shed a fucking tear. It was the most, like, magnificent thing I'd ever seen. And it wasn't just his skill. It was the fact that he rose to that occasion and put on the way he did. I mean, that was, like, beyond glorious and, like, magnifying of what a person could do. And so ever since then, I was like, fuck, I got to watch this dude. So then um, I, like, started, you know, going through the archives of Dillashaw and just um, just really get into it. And then I started – mixing my style up like him, how uh, from that point I started really switching stances. And so he was the guy who kind of got me to start switching stances heavily. And then I got as good my left as I did my right. And I started kind of picking up some of those moves. Um, but I still mixed in like kind of a little GSP. And then, of course, you know, you get guys like McGregor on the scene. And that's like, holy fuck, that's a whole other style right there. And so I started trying to pick up McGregor's style movement characteristics rather. And, um, and then you get even guys like fucking Khabib and their pressure on the ground. And I adjusted little things the way I do on the cage to defend him one day. And then also just to kind of be a little bit more efficient in my grip. So I'm, uh, I'm very respectful of these guys' games, you know, and I'm yeah. certainly not above thinking that like I've got all the answers because these guys paved the way for a reason. So, um, guys like yeah, TJ he, and he, Cruz seem like really, really hard guys to train for or hard guys to figure out They're You know, th- that's a good guy to kind of want to at least learn something from because he seems like a very very hard guy to prepare for because he, he strikes in every way and he's extremely hard to figure out right and extremely more hard than to anything i wanted to be unorthodox i wanted to be unique and unorthodox and so i put my own flavor on on their on their um foundations 
You did. Well, man, we're, you're a really fun fighter to watch, and uh, they have a lot of faith in you putting you up against Cowboy. And again, if it's the main event of the prelims, they know people are going to be watching that fight. That's always a good fight, and Cowboy never fights down there. So you're his first fight back at lightweight in a long time, so let's see how he handles that. I mean, that's a, it's a 15-pound cut from what he's having to used to. It's not just a typical 10-pound drop. So we'll see if that affects him or affects his cardio at all. That's right. Who do you got this time, Sarah? I heard you bet against me last time, partner. Who? I bet against you? That's what I heard, yeah. Oh, you know all what, that, dude? I wasn't too familiar. Fight. You had one fight with Darnoosh. Did I pronounce it? Darush. Darush. All right. And you starched him. But there wasn't a lot to really base it on. And I held, and then that I seen a little bit more tape on Mercier. But I'll tell you, man, I'll, I, I'm, 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 you put me on the spot. I'll be honest. But I, I will, I'm going to think but... about this. I'm going to think about this, Alexander. Listen, I hold you in very hard Then again, if it was just Alexander, you'd tell him. What's that? If you, if you were going to just take Alexander, no, you tell him. No, but I'm on the fence here. I, I picked think you would too, Jimmy. I think you would too. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be on the fence. I'm on the fence right now, but I'm going to think about this, Alexander, because I was just watching both of your fights before we called you. I got to think about I just got to really think about it. But I do. Listen, it's exciting. And a, a lot of eyes are going to be on it. And... Uh, uh, I listen. You're gonna you listen to this episode. By the end of it, you'll have my this. You'll you'll find out what's going on. You <laughs> know, it's very that. tough hey. to pick against Cowboy too, though. I mean, because he just he he wins a lot of fights. People don't expect him to win, and then he won't look uh, as good for a fight because he fights. I think every two weeks. So like you know, a couple of fights he'll look like oh no, he's lost two straight, and then he just you know he starts winning again. He's a really really hard guy to bet against as well. But you sound like a smart you for your age too. You're I, I had my first fight at twenty six. I mean, you sound very mature. Yeah, eleven fights in already. Yeah, this is ex hey. Listen, Alexander, this is exciting. Oh, and you know what? And you know what? I, I did also say you you are also one of my uh, one of one of my finest heroes too. And I think I'm going with Alexander. Yeah, I th I'm only yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Though. I'm serious though. Uh, up, upset, upset, uh, get my dick hard, Sarah. Oh, so you, man, you dude. have at one time aroused a young lad. <laughs> this kid is awesome. You have aroused a young lad at one point in my dude. life. So, so thank you for that, too. Dude, listen. You're yeah, going to be I'll around for you. a long time, man. Yeah, you're, you're the whole package. Watch. You are, man. I'll tell you. You're funny. You got, you're exciting to watch. And uh, you're young as hell. You got the world by the nuts. Alexander, all our best, man. Yeah, good talking to you, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank all you, right, Take man. care. He's he's bye fun. Bye. He's a fun kid. He has a good yeah, he's great, man. He's got a good personality too. And yeah. he's and people will want like anyone who can just do interviews like that and is, is just fun. He has opinions. People are going to want to talk to him, so people are going to get to know you very quickly yeah, and get to good. love you or hate you. Some people like people love or hate TJ. Well, now I know this Cruz. kid. Yeah, but there's nothing put on about this guy. No, no, like, no, you know, no it's like no, that's hey, a real and, personality. And, and not for nothing, when he was going to fight uh, Mercier, Mercier had had a few fights in there. Yeah, and he took out. Oh, some, absolutely. I think I took Mercier too. I don't remember, but it, again, it's, it's so hard. funny though. I would never have remembered that because we do so many picks. Yeah. I, I didn't know. We were talking today. I didn't know we, we you know, that I picked against him. It's, but it's, it's hard sometimes. I'll tell to... you, first of all, very, he's, he's smart. He's not, he's smart with his, uh, his fight IQ for 26 sounds, sounds up there. Like, you know what I mean? He's not just a, like a dumb kid. Yeah, no. Like this, when I was bringing up the, uh, the Mike Perry fight, he knew that was a gimme. Like, like you don't like that. And I'm sure Mike Perry now is, is hitting himself in the head with literally, like a caveman, right. fucking Perry. I like Perry. I do too. I do like me some Mike Perry. He's great for the sport. But, uh, you know, he's going to learn from that. But that's that comes down to proper posture, Jimmy. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be a, a table in a uh, in, inside a, in, in, in somebody's guard. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're like a table above somebody, you take a wave of armor at that table, it's going to fall. You want to be like a tree, Jimmy. Posture for yeah, days. Yeah, of course. 
I don't even got to be looking down. Up. Henzo used to go, look to the roof. He meant the ceiling. He's Brazilian. <laughs> well, roofs are ceiling, same place? Yeah, but he meant, he, was, he said, look to the roof. I didn't know what the fuck he was. Then I go, oh, I can get it, Henzo. He was looking up. Yeah. So, you know, it was back in the 90s. What do we got? Alexander, very uh, I nice like topic a lot. I but like I love Cowboy, too. It's really, really hard for me to choose against Cowboy. I, because hey, listen. Yeah, and so I think you're going to have a problem because a Cowboy yeah. potentially is coming in next Wednesday. That's when we do our picks. So you're going to be in a weird position. I, I'm going to pick right in front of the guy? <laughs> no. Yep. no I, mean, we I think we picks. should. <laughs> I like Cowboy, too. I'm, yeah. I'm, listen, this is the thing. Every time I pick against Cowboy, the guy I, I don't I may, maybe Cowboy should want me to pick against him. <laughs> I think I picked Perry over him. Perry was coming looking like a the raging bull getting ready for that. If Raging Bull had tattoos on his face. Yeah. <laughs> and haircut like a peacock or whatever. Yeah. And those crazy Instagrams. So I like have, me some Mike Perry. I do too, very much. I like that. He's a nice guy. And this kid is good. This Alexander's got a good personality. Yeah, what was what was kicked him in the DC heart. saying? <laughs> well, that was that's great. I don't know, but he said, "I'm not blowing TJ." Said, the I'm way not blowing his dick like the, blowing the his dick. What I, I like the way he just he adds the, the blowing his dick in there. What what did the, was he saying that he was just trying to? Uh, I don't know. Emulate the. Uh, I guess he was just saying that he really idolized or looked up to TJ. He might have overstated Alexander's uh, enjoyment of TJ. Alexander, I'm sure, respects TJ like he said he likes him, but he doesn't necessarily hero worship him. Right. Like, you know when someone gets hit on a fucking bike crossing the street, how they build a monument to them on the highway? Like, all of a sudden, you'll see a fucking white bicycle with a bunch of flowers on it and candles. He's saying he doesn't do that for TJ. I, he likes uh, him. Maybe I'll just cut no, down. No, I understand. He's I didn't know in what, front of one right now. I didn't know what DC said to make him. Like he was really saying that he was gassing him up. Could you pass me that that root beer? You are going to go with the root beer, sure. Yeah, I like a nice root beer. Yeah, you ought to just demand it to you. Too nice. I'm like a ten year old. You're too <laughs> polite, Matt. Well, this is the Zevia. This is that that soda that Jimmy. Yeah, I look good. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Chris and I were discussing that ad nauseum before you walked in. Uh, no, you weren't. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but, Jimmy, I'm going under the knife tomorrow. I told you that. Yes, you are. I'm getting my, they're taking my sack out, Jimmy. Yep. Of my knee. Yeah, I understand. Jimmy. I understand. If it was your what? sack, I believe if it was your fucking balls, you'd be a lot less calm. I know, Jimmy. Look at look at my knee, man. It's all it is. Full of it's like I a rolled, nice heavy I, bosom. It is like a titty. It's like a B cup. Every time I <laughs> now it's probably up to D now. It's big, but uh, I gotta take care of that. Yeah, you do. But what's really a bitch is that uh, my left legs is making me walk weird. So, I man, I'm, I think by March I'll be back to rolling hard. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe a month. I might get driven in next week. All right, we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I mean, not that that's not interesting, but... No, that, <laughs> all right, listen to me. Let's talk about some latest news. Yeah, do we want to get into the uh, Colby Covington stuff, Jimmy? We were talking about... I would like to, show. because, yeah. you know, even though Colby uh, doesn't like me, I, I got to say, I've been pretty adamant about thinking he deserved a shot against Woodley, because he did... He was the interim that? champion, and they I don't know why, but he's saying that he was basically ready to fight, and the only time he wasn't ready to fight was on six weeks' notice when he was already scheduled for sinus surgery, but he said he was leaking blood and mucus. Sinus surgery, like, I, I don't think that's just, it's not like he was getting a nose job to look pretty. Uh, I, I think it was probably a breathing issue for him, and, uh, you know, again, you, you got to be able to fucking breathe when you're fighting, so as somebody with sinus trouble, and if you'd let me digress for 15 mm. or 20 minutes, <laughs> don't do this, Jimmy. I received in the mail I hear, oh. I hear the, um, the thing that Phoenix recommended, but I'd also looked, yeah. what's it called, the, the Nassage? Yeah. I got one, 
and I've been blowing out my nose with it, and it's not bad. I have a deviated septum. Sit down, folks. It's going to be a long one. Don't, Jimmy. I have a deviated septum. So what happens is this thing fucking sucks, like it puts suction in your nose and then fucking forces like salt water through out the other side. Okay. So it's, uh, it helps you breathe a lot, but it's not the same as getting the surgery. So if Cody had to do that, I get it. Unless he was making... Col- Colby. Oh, sorry, Colby. Uh, Colby Company, yeah. Um, I always say Cody. But if Colby had to do that, I get it. I mean, if you, not breathing is... I mean, Amanda had to cancel a fight one time, yeah, co-main event so, against yeah. Shevchenko, right? Why because did they do that, breathe. though? Why did they... Uh... What, what, he's, but I listen, I want to stick, I want to see him fight Kimura anyway. I want to see him but, fight either one of these dudes. But either one. I'm surprised that they went with that only because you th- you would think that with the with Kobe being the character he is, it'd be a a bigger fight. Yeah. Or not. I mean, listen, Kamaru is, is very dangerous. Though, yes, he is. You know? But it is, it is I don't, I'm, I don't know. You were going to say befuddled. I'm befuddled by this, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, part of it also, though, is when... You know, Tyron's the champ. That's the thing. So when Tyron's ready, that's kind of when the number one contender has to be ready to fight. Tyron was ready to fight in February. I understand that Colby was having surgery, so that but that factors oh. in though. You know what I mean? It's like when Tyron's ready to fight, he's had surgery on his thumb. Now he's going to be ready to fight in March. Yeah, somebody's so, got to be ready to fight so him. And, Ty- and Tyron's saying that he is happy to fight Kamaro in March, and then he'd like to turn around and fight Colby well, in June. Well, give us some gossip. What are they saying, man? Well, Colby is human. Yeah, he's best. saying. He was really going in hard on Dana. Oh, and, I uh, heard about he that. Said that. He said that he said, and I'm going to read this now. Dana, as the boss knows, these are not my thoughts. I don't really have a relationship with Dana White, said Matt Sarah, and I don't give it's a shit not, about that's him. That's not right. Oh, okay. He's cashing out. He's made all the money off the fans. All the fans built, whatever. He said a lot of stuff. He goes, eh, and he's giving Lorenzo. He said uh, that he was just Lorenzo's little check boy. Then he goes, he's a piece of shit person, has no morals or values. And he's oh, kind wow. of challenging him. He's going, I'm daring. He goes, you said you don't allow it. I'm testing you, motherfucker. Let's see how big your balls are. Release me, bitch. Now, again, Dana's pretty wow. immune wow. to shit talking from fighters. Dana yeah. understands that. Because first of all, Dana yeah. will talk shit about any fighter when he feels it's necessary. And he, he almost, Dana's pretty, he doesn't seem to get affected by this stuff because he knows it's the, you know, it's just somebody pissed off. Right. And, and all little, you got to do is give the guy a fight and he's not pissed off anymore. You know? What's a little check boy? Like uh, check boy, probably like uh, go hey. go sign these checks. Like an eager house boy. It's almost like, yes, an eager house don't, boy. Don't don't call me that. What? Chris said it. So what? So anyway, so what did he say? <laughs> what did who say? Uh, so that's Colby. What he Colby. Yeah, that's I mean, so it? Colby's. Yeah, I mean, Colby was on He's all, this, all the shows bitching about Dana. And is he coming on our show? Uh, you know what? I didn't even ask. I don't think. I don't think we'll. Why don't get, we you know, ask? For probably him. we could. We could say if he wants to talk to us. Want me I to mean, message him. I don't care if he does or not. But why don't we? Yeah, but you know what? In fairness, though, you I have been saying him. this all along. You, you've said that you'd like to see him get the next shot. I have. You know, even after he gave me a, a even after he badmouthed my good name right. and risked a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, I have said that he deserves the next shot at Tyron yeah. because uh, again, I love Kamaro. I like Kamaro better than Colby. I know him better. Yeah, and I like him better. But I think Colby deserves that shot because when they asked him to step up, he beat RDA very, very handily. I mean, so did Kamaro, but you know, Colby did first. And I, I think that shot should go to him because, again, whoever wins that fight, Kamaro against either one of those guys as the champion is a great fight. Sure. Yeah, and by, but by the same token, whoever wins the, the Woodley-Kamaro fight, then you can sell that next one against Colby. 100%. And, you know, yeah, so that, it, that's a it great works fight out. too. And again, I think for Wonder Boy, it's much better if... Um, obviously, anybody is champion, but 
Tyron because he's already fought him twice. Oh, yeah. And if he wants another shot at the title, which I'm sure he does. Now, him, who is he talking about fighting? Who is going to come up from, uh, one? was it 155? Oh, Anthony Pettis. Yeah, Anthony Pettis, Pettis challenged uh, Wonderboy. That's a, that's a very bold move by Pettis to come up 15 pounds and, and, and fight someone um, as, as, as difficult as, as Thompson. Yeah, for sure. But, I th- but I, you're absolutely right. But I think that that... If he's going to do it, Wonder Boy's a good opponent for him because you know that's not going to go to the ground. That's not really what he's trying to do. He, they can both stand and yeah. show if they're striking, and that would be a really interesting match. And Pettis has a tough time. Not tough time, but it's it's a it's a steep cut for him to get to 155 anyway, so I'm sure it's not that crazy for him to fight at 170. Yeah. that'd be. I mean, I'd pay to watch that fight. You know what I mean? We don't have to. We don't. I wouldn't. So I'd ask Dana for a ticket. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hey, by the way, for people that are this weekend, so this is all on ESPN and Why? ESPN Plus. You can go to all the UFC like social media channels. There'll be posts on how to subscribe to ESPN Plus, which is five dollars a month. It's completely worth it to do it. Yeah. Um, and then you can like find local listings for ESPN, which the prelims are on at eight o'clock. So I like that plug there. It's true. I watch it a lot, not just my old fights. That they can watch on the UFC Fight Pass. Do you watch oh, them? a thousand percent. Yeah. What? My fight but this your, is different. Fight... Than, this is ESPN Plus. This is not Fight Pass. Oh, I thought you said something about the UFC Fight Pass. No, I'm saying if you go to like the UFC social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, there's going to be posts about how to sign up for ESPN Plus. I was having a rough day the other day. Why? <clears throat> it doesn't matter. But I, I, So I watched the UFC Fight Pass. Why a rough day, Matt? You're right. Oh. I watched my Frank Trick fight. That's why you were having a rough day? No, I was having a rough day, so I, I watched the UFC why fight Why a rough pass. day? What's the matter? You all right? I watched my Frank Trick fight. Okay. <laughs> made me feel better. It does, right? I, a rough I, day. I, I won that fight. You did? Want to hear about my day? That Why I was having yeah, a rough day? Yeah, why were you having a rough day? doesn't matter. I, I know why I felt better, though, because I watched my Frank Trick fight. Did your rough day get better after that? I won that fight. Listen to me. Uh, I, I heard that there was a You have erection problems? <laughs> what makes what? my days rough? Just start guessing. That's right. yeah. You might as well just tell him what exactly. happened. Car payment late. <laughs> Fire. I'm, can I say I'm lying to you, Jimmy? Sure. I didn't have a rough day. I just wanted to bring up my Frank Trick fight on, on UFC Fight Pass. Okay. It was such a good fight, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you. I had him kissing the canvas. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> There's a fight I wanted to talk about that got announced that I'm I'm pretty excited about. Let's talk about it. I think I know what it is. Let's talk easy over there, Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Sure. Right, listen, Derek. Look, wait, hold on. I mean, listen. People think I get nuts, but there you go. Now, every time that I use this fucking thing, now that I'm not afraid to use it because I'm not afraid what people think if I'm using it too much. Every time I use it, he's gonna go. There you go. See, it's fine. I think you're using it the perfectly appropriate fine. amount. Yeah, it's a good amount. Do it again. Because you gotta, you gotta lead up. To I them. mean, I was just gonna use it, but then it's like, oh, there you, it's okay. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> yeah, have that. You so don't like I that do he's that, li- and Christopher producer sees no, me I doing won't do that. that anymore. Ha- oh, he's it's okay. He's you can, looking at you like it's okay. Like you're an eager house boy with a toy. Sure. You have to hit the. I'm not gonna do it again. You have to to read the the fight. Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, versus Junior. De- no. Junior, why were you in a bad mood? Why do you? 
<laughs> Junior Dos Santos. That's a great fight. JDS versus wow. Derek Lewis, the Black Beast. Wow. That wow is right. March 9th, Wichita. 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 Kansas. I'm going. I'm not going. I'll fucking click That's my a head. really interesting fight. Yeah, I'll click my heels. It's obviously going to um, be on the ground. Yep. That's a match, really. That's going to be... We're talking to Derek Lewis on Monday. That's right? wild, man. What do you think about that? Shit, JDS obviously has the cardio advantage, the boxing advantage. I mean, Lewis... I mean, JDS can kick, too. I mean, Lewis is actually better with his legs than people think he's going to be. He throws more kicks than, than people would expect him to do for a big dude. And I'm sure he, he hits at least as hard, if not harder. Uh, that's really tough to go against Junior on that one, especially after Junior's what he did this high three accurate. He's accurate. For sure. Oh, and it's a five-round fight. He's accurate, man. He's yeah. accurate. And he's looking really in top form lately, man. Lewis coming off that second round. Was it second round loss to, uh, to DC? Yeah. That was a tough loss. Styles make fights, man. You know what I mean? You know, Junior took a few shots from Tai Tuivasa. It wasn't like he got through that totally clean. Sure. I don't know. I mean, was he's that a got decision? A ton of power I remember. Too. It was right. Uh, got good no, hands. he f- Junior finished him. Is he Samoan or something? Wasn't he trying to punch up from Mount or my out of my mind? Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it's not a good sign of somebody's jujitsu skills. Yeah, it was a. Th- I mean, the guy's uh, a tough second, guy. Second round TK. Oh, yeah. second round. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that that's rough though. Yeah, Jimmy. It is. You know. I have to pee. Do you have to pee, Jimmy? Oh, that's, good, a quick break. that's good timing because I got to pee too. All right, you go first. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to $700. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. We 
We are back. Uh, one thing we should mention, too, is that... The, What's that, Jimmy? Has it not been officially said by the UFC? Ooh. But uh, Rose will defend her belt against Jessica Andrade. Yeah, this is according to Dana White. Who is, uh, yes, he uh, is an employee of the UFC. Yes. So he understands. And uh, who she is ranked number one over Ioanni and Jacek, who's been dropped down to number two, I guess. After what, she have three straight losses now? Yes, the two to Rose, and then she just lost to Valentina. But that was up a weight class, obviously. But Yeah, but it's still a loss. And you wonder, what does that do to Joanna's psyche, if anything? She was 12-0. and 0. Am I wrong? Was she 12-0, and 0, and now she's 12-3? and 3? Um, uh, Yeah, I can check. I think you're right. Um, unless she had an, a loss earlier in her career. No, but she was undefeated. Okay, so yeah. She was she... undefeated. And I wonder what these losses do to her, because that first one was such a devastating loss. Um First round tap out due to strikes. I mean, the second one was very good. She said she was better trained, and she, the weight cut wasn't as bad, and they went the distance, and she lost. Right. But she clearly she, lost, and she, she clearly thought, lost. The she thought she won the second one. Well, she might have. Yeah, yeah a lot of people I don't think, think she won that somebody one. thought that Arlovsky won 27 fucking 30-27 over Walt Harris. <laughs> right. She was 14-0. and Then she lost to Rose twice. Then we forgot she beat Tisha Torres, and then she lost to Valentina. Oh, so okay. She lost three of four, but so, okay. yeah. Okay, so she did come back and have a win after that. Yeah. Did she beat Tisha by decision? That was a unanimous decision, yes. Yeah, she's not knocking anybody out. Um, and, I, and I think that for fighters who are always winning or losing by decision, that adds a lot of rounds. Oh, for sure. I mean, her knockouts came earlier against Jessica Panay, uh, Carlos Barza in her first fight, but they were volume knockouts. You know, it, it wasn't like she was just one punch knocking people out. Obviously, at that size, it's a little tougher. But that's what's interesting about um, a Jessica Andrade, who who has ridiculous power at 115 pounds. She just knocked out uh, Carolina. What's, so, and what's her record? Uh, let's double check. Dun, 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 what, do you, what do you think, Matt? She is 19 and six. She's won three straight. Claudia Gadelia, Tisha Torres, and Carolina. She knocked her out with uh, pretty devastating fashion in her last fight. Yeah, and now who do you? Of what, Jimmy, exactly? Who do you think Amanda fights next? Oh, man. Put up the, uh, where, where am I looking I, at? I'm guessing Kellen Biera, oh. if she's healthy. Where is Because she's um, undefeated. I want to say she's 9-0. Am I, am I completely off on well, Kellen's record? Which division are we talking about now, though, now that she's a champion? Bat- bantamweight. Now that she's a champion. There's really nobody else at featherweight, and the beating was so bad, you can't justify a rematch yet with... Uh, where, are you, where am I looking? Yeah, right here. Sorry. Here. You had it on the wrong one. No, no, I just had it. I had scrolled down so you could see the rest of the. Well, she's never fought Holly. Has Amanda ever fought Holly? She hasn't, right? No, that could be that. That is might an be Holly matchup. is number two. Yep. Uh, Jermaine. You know, but big... Holly's matched up against Aspen Ladd, though, so she has a fight coming up. So. <laughs> she's not. In that. Why would Holly take that again? That's an interesting fight for Holly to take because she's going down to fighting number seven. Right. Why yeah. not hold out for? Katzengano. Uh, where is? She's already fought Where Jermaine. is Megan Anderson on there? Megan. Megan Anderson. Is she counted as a uh, Where is she? Yeah, she's not. No, she's not a bantamweight. She's featherweight. So she's a featherweight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. So Cat. Yeah. We don't have the featherweight. Uh, there is no featherweight. Wait, why is Cat. Who, what, what division did Cat just fight in? Cat <laughs> just fought up at featherweight. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That's, That's why you're throwing me off. Like, yeah, but there, are, okay. there isn't a featherweight rankings yet because the division hasn't been filled out or whatever the situation is. All right. Is, so. All yeah. right. That just threw me off. With that. I That's wonder. Okay. What, Let me see here. What's going to happen, um, happen for Amanda? Not a lot of people. I mean, Holly Holm is definitely that. That styles make fights. That's an interesting fight because you know she would. You know, I. I mean, she's very skilled standing, and she's more of the matador. She's in, she's out. She's got the kicks. 
I mean, I, you know, I mean, she's got all that boxing experience, so she might not be there to get hit. Not to mention, she got she took shots from uh, Jermaine Demandere. Yeah, well, and Jermaine's in that mix. I she's mean, ranked, she's ranked, ranked number, number one. one. Yeah. So, what is that uh, Ketlin's record, by the way? She is ten and zero. Oh, ten and zero. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and is she out for a long term? Uh, I don't think. Uh, I'm reading here. She was supposed to fight on the 22nd of September, but she pulled out due to a knee injury. Uh, like in August of, of so I, I would assume she's That's probably four months ago. So. Yeah, she's probably getting ready to fight again. I would think. Okay, but she doesn't have anybody lined up. No. And has she fought Holly? Oh, no, Holly's uh, uh, a Has she fought? Uh, then again, she can't fight Jermaine because that someone's got to fight Amanda. Right. Well, I mean, like like you're saying, I, I mean, Holly is definitely an interesting matchup against Amanda, but she's already matched up. Um, Ketlin Vieira could be in the mix, I would think, and Jermaine Duraname probably like. It's got to be Duraname over that, just because yeah. uh, Ketlin Vieira hasn't fought in a while. When did you say earlier we talked about Dean Thomas? He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. When is he going to be in here? Uh, he'll be Thomas. on Thursday's show next week. So right. Wednesday for us when we record. When is when is Cowboy coming in? Uh, I think Cowboy. I mean, still trying to lock it down a particular right. time, but he would be on Thursday's show as well. So he would be coming in oh. on Wednesday. So he'd be coming in the same day as, as correct. As, all right. Why do they not like each other? No, more the merrier here. Usually Cowboy comes in with a posse though. So he does. We we'll right? have to have some chairs here. Yeah, we'll have the chair set up. You right know. Now. Don't you worry. We'll be all set. Hey, listen, man. My buddy Dean Tom is coming to town. I think of him every time I'm in turbulence. I think of Cowboy. How much he would love it and how much I hate it. Yeah. Turbulence? Like bad turbulence on a flight. I had, I had the worst turbulence ever. I'll come back from Disney with my, I told you. You know family. what? I, I, I threw can... up a little. Oh, you said that. <laughs> was it Was it like. It was bad. Dropping? Was, and... Yeah, it was like, yo. Were the kids scared? No, I think they were, you know, looking at it like a ride type of thing. My wife was a little like bug eyed. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And I don't usually, you know, I've, del- I've been on a lot of planes and. Is probably one of the worst I've ever felt. It yeah, it's bad. Everybody, the whole flight got, are just coming in. Everybody got quiet. No, I was on the way back, coming home. How, how uh, long? And how long was the turbulence? I could listen. I, I go on YouTube and watch. On, like it was like <laughs> twenty five fi- minutes. Finish that sentence. Uh, <laughs> I, I go on YouTube and watch turbulence videos. By the, so wait, it was the oh, entire I, descent. I don't do that. How's that? It's fun. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy, why would you do? Watching people scream. Yeah, it was. Uh, I so it's like 25, 30 minutes. When I was going in to do my gig in Seattle. I had to fly. They, you know, they come through Portland or whatever, and uh, an hour before, I'd like, oh, we're gonna have the flight attendant sit. So you like, you have an hour of fucking bad uh, Pacific Northwest turbulence. That was horrible. Yeah, it's planes tilting. Yeah, but I've also saw a diagram once on the outside <laughs> of like somebody drew a diagram or, or did a computer animation. This is what you feel inside when it's just jostling and shaking, and this is what it looks like outside, and the plane's hardly moving. Right, little mild. Di- because they're like the plane isn't sitting still; it's actually going really fast, so it's just kind of like skipping over things, but it's not falling. Right. Yeah. So don't don't get worried, Jimmy, about a little turbulence. I don't like it. I watch those videos and I'll fucking I'll be driving everywhere. Well, then you realize it's fine because everybody's landed. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, if it's not, well, you I watch some crash crash it. videos. <laughs> yeah, those are But no one ever crashes because of turbulence. They just don't. Really? Maybe Never. there's some turbulence before the crash. You didn't see. You didn't see the crash. All right, listen. This is a fucking. Crash. I gotta fly tomorrow. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, Phoenix. Uh, I miss Phoenix. You can catch me tonight. Actually, I'm gonna be in uh, Copperhead Blues, and then tomorrow and, and Saturday is the uh, stand up live. Yeah, Jimmy. In Phoenix. Nice. Those good. That a good club out there. Are you mm-hmm. doing some new material? What do you got going it's on? It's a new hour. It's not what I had on Netflix. I don't no? have anything shot. Yeah, so I'm just kind of. Is, uh, it, is it? Is it? Is it exciting to do new stuff? So much fun. 
You do you write on a daily, uh, just daily? Do you I write? just try stuff on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like of course, you now the R. Kelly documentary you got to talk about. You know, whatever's kind of happening. My wife is wa- my wife is just just watching that and just wants to just smash that dude. I want to smack that guy too. What yeah, admittedly, I'm a new fan. But um, yeah, he's a terrible person. It's terrible. amazing. It's amazing the guy's out walking around. It's it. He's a terrible fucking person. You know, Jimmy. Well, what is the case that's brought up in that documentary? Because there's a lot of stuff that well, you read about him that he's besides the P video, which we all saw, and right. all these artists that worked with him after knew that he did that. Yeah, and they knew how young the girl was. Um, is all that you know the, the whole idea of the cult that right. he had these women, and it's like, yeah, as an adult, you got to make a decision, but when you see the way he treats these women, they had buckets in the rooms to use as bathrooms. I mean, it was really fucking horrible. That's crazy, He's a real man. piece of shit. But uh, that's like just so negative. Let's, let's talk about some positive stuff, Jimmy. What do you want to talk about? My vibe? What other... Um, I love what other, what other, uh, stuff, what other uh, UFC um, gossip or rumors or news do we have, uh, Chris, the producer? Well, Anthony Smith was talking about uh, his potential UFC 235 title shot against John Jones. I say potential because John still has to be licensed by Nevada State Athletic Commission, but that's okay. the fight they're trying to put together. Uh, he says, I think it's goddamn amazing that all these people are assuming that if me and John Jones fight, he's going to get me out of there in one round. He doesn't hit any harder than Uzdemir and Hector Lombard. He's not any better of a wrestler for the most part of guys that I've fought, and he's not any better a jiu-jitsu guy than all the guys i fought. He puts it together better than anyone that's in the game right now, but he doesn't wow me anywhere, especially the fight that he just had. I wasn't impressed, and I don't mean it wasn't a fantastic performance because it was, but I didn't watch the fight and think I couldn't handle that. I saw a guy that has holes that can be exploited as long as you attack it in the right way. What's he going to say? Well, but it's that just guy's a, ju- a killer. <laughs> I've seen something that uh, he was on the uh, the UFC tonight as a guest uh, analyst. Yep. And he was like, oh, what are you, what are you talking to me? Because John Jones is like, hey, don't use this as a platform to, like, like, this is my moment type of thing. Don't be using this as a platform to better your career type of thing. Something like that. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, that about? was, at, that was the post fight show after uh, 232. Go ahead, p- play the clip. Oh, well, I Come on, Chris. Oh, go. Sorry, I thought you had it ready, no? No. All right. Um, who said it to him? But it is uh, well, John Jones, and then Anthony Smith is like, "Oh, who me?" He's like, "What?" Like he's just like a nice guy. I don't think he was. I think he was just you know maybe a little nervous of being an analyst, and all of a sudden the guy's coming at him. He's like, "What the fuck?" Right. But uh, hey, man, I want to see that fight. I'll watch that fight. I'll watch that fight tomorrow. I man. would too. I mean, he's a well-rounded guy. He's fighting better now that he's up this weight class, and. Uh, you know, listen, this is the sport of upsets. He's got a skill set on him. Very much so. You know? John Jones. Yeah, where, where do you think the problem is? If you're John Jones, what do you, obviously he's got power coming at him, but like what, what's the, what is the thing that Anthony Smith is going to do to put John in trouble over the course of that fight? Like if you had to. Well, I think it would, uh, it would have to be on his feet. I right. mean, I can't see him taking him down and having his way with him because I think. Uh, his his grappling is is too strong. Um, I could see I could see um, John Jones, you know, using his his wrestling then then his ground game from here on out, right. hurting a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like I think that's the why well, take a chance when this guy's in this. You know, he's swinging with a lot of dangerous guys and he's battling and. You know, he's got a nickname, Lionheart. I mean, you don't get that by not being a fucking, yeah. by being a pussy. You don't get that right. by being a chicken liver. Exactly. <laughs> Correct. Jimmy. Uh, you know, it was it, when John was out for a while, 
I, I think it was when he got suspended the first time, or whatever it was. He, he I, I saw him interviewed, and he was talking about he was doing a lot of jujitsu, and one of oh, his yeah. goals was to never be punched again. Like he wanted to get to the point where he was so good at his grappling and his jujitsu that nobody could ever land another punch on him. And it's interesting that you're saying that. Like I think you're right. I think yeah. the wrestling and and the the grappling is going to become a bigger part of his career I mean, as he goes forward. I mean, he didn't smoke. Um... I mean, he did. I mean, he handled the fight everywhere it was, but he really smoked, you know, uh, his le- um, Gustafson yeah. on the floor. I mean, he smoked him. Yeah. Right. I mean, he got to the floor. How long did it last? When yeah, he, he settled 20 in. 20 seconds. Yeah. So, you know, standing up, it was still, you know, he might have hurt his leg and they were going. He was having his way, but it's not like he was putting it on him. I mean, he got on top. It was just a matter of not even minutes. I mean, he took, he just was advanced his position and he was just. Dangerous as hell, hell. So, listen, man. I think that's where we're going to see a lot of his uh, fights taking place now. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. How come we don't want to call TJ? It's time. Uh, you know what? Let's call him right now. We should call him. Yeah. We should call Chris TJ. Call. And people think that uh, you know I handled that wrong. And all I can say is, people, listen, hey man. Matt handles it. How Matt handles it? I just, I don't. Matt's I, a flawed human. I'm just, a, I'm just a human being, man. You know, I try to have a good time with Jimmy. Someone shits in our cereal, and I get upset. Yeah, it's not his fault. I think his manager should be talked to, or uh, what's his name? Who's the new guy? Kristoff. Kristoff. No, I think it was just a miscommunication. My uh, well, then that, you know what that means. It's Krista producer's fault. Yeah. So let's just throw it on. We got TJ right here. TJ. Yo. Hey, buddy. You're talking to Jim and Matt from UFC Unfiltered. What's hey, up, TJ? Dude, first of all, I owe you guys a big apology. No, oh, don't say that. Don't say <laughs> Dude, that. No, ser- no, seriously, though. Like, uh, I was told, I guess, last week that I was doing an interview and I didn't even know about it. I forgot. Practice times changed and I messed up. So I was uh, seriously running in the door for practice late and I hate being late. So Yeah, no problem. Well, listen, it's not like you had a, a fight to get ready for or anything, TJ. You know what I mean? <laughs> and TJ, yeah, I want to apologize. I've been getting attacked by all your fans. Because after oh, like, no. we hung up, I'm like, oh, boo, TJ, you freaking dick. I didn't say it like that, but I, no, whatever. You said worse. I was being, I was yeah. being, I was being a little bit, you know what the word is that I would use that, and you wouldn't because you're too classy? I was being a little bitchy. But uh, TJ, uh, listen to me, man. It's understandable. I, I messed up. I'm sorry. It's not your fault, kid. We, we really, we're big fans, man. Man, we really are. Well, well, I, ha- I think it, I handled people. it very well. Jimmy handled it like a professional. Chris, the <laughs> producer. And I'm not, listen, I'm just not a professional, but I am a fan of your fighting style. Hey, we're fighters. That's why we're fighters, because we're emotional. It is true. It is true. I, and I, I can't control it. It's true, man. And listen, and how is the camp going? You know what I do? I did say the other day that I do enjoy watching on Instagram, uh, whether it's Dwayne's or your Instagram, uh, you, all the techniques you guys are doing. What, just the mitt work, and the, and then you do the little bow afterwards, the little bro hug and bow. But it oh, just yeah. <laughs> how does Dwayne's mind is is very unique. How does he? He always. It seems like he always keeps it fresh, right? Yeah, man. He, he doesn't turn it off. Um, He's straight addicted to me getting better, as well as himself, him just guiding people through this journey, this crazy life we call martial arts. But uh, he doesn't turn it off by him texting in the middle of the night of him watching tape and technique I should be doing, maybe watching my sparring or just, uh, you know, game planning or, you know, telling me which trainers I should go train with. And the other thing, too, I've noticed with Dwayne is that he tries to get me to train with other, like, you know, boxing coaches with Perillo sparring out in Palm Springs with um, with a camp out there and, and just he wants me to broaden my, broaden my uh, horizon of knowledge with other coaches um, you find a lot of coaches that 
they kind of want to keep you sheltered and hold you in and not let you travel and train with someone else because they're afraid. But uh, me and Dwayne have a very close connection, man, and uh, it's been nothing but magic. And you are finally getting this fight that you had been asking for for a long time, not with the fighter you've been asking. I mean, you were, you were asking for Demetrius for a long time, and at one point it looked mm-hmm. like it was going to happen. And um, h- how did you feel when you found out he was traded for Ben Askren? Um, you know, a little a little unfortunate um, to, to have a guy of that caliber leave our um, organization, you know, because the UFC is the best organization, the best at promoting. It is, it's, the, it's the who's who of fighting, but... You know, it sounds like he made a great decision for his family and for his finances, and uh, I'm sure he'll be very happy. You know, I know that Matt Hume, his coach, has a um, great connection with 1FC. I think he might be part owner or matchmaker or whatever it may be. So um, I think it'll be very good for him. But, you know, a little, a little sucky because we'd love to see him in the UFC because we're the best. Do you think he dropped the ball with that? I was very excited when you guys were going to fight, and I know we're sick of talking about this. I don't want to keep. I don't want to bring up old no, shit. You're good, man. But but it's just, I was so ex- when I heard that, and I'm like, yo, that's a fight. I, I mean, a lot of people could be invested in because that was a you going down, and uh, especially with your performances, and uh, and 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 just uh, Demetrius looking just indestructible. And then when he didn't take that fight, it was just such a. It was just. I was so let down. I'm sure, as as of you were, as you were. Yeah, he he definitely dropped the ball. That would have been the biggest fight for his career and trying to build his name, you know. But um, unfortunately, I think he was a little more scared about losing his legacy and then then didn't take uh, Cejudo serious enough and uh, let him come out and, and push the pace on him, you know. Um, but. We live and learn, and now uh, I get to beat up Cejudo instead. <laughs> now, you had commented, too, that uh, they were paying you to kind of go down, and whatever you said about the flyweight division, do you think yeah. they are actually uh, gearing up to get rid of that? I do. I, I, I do. I do think that. I mean, I mean getting rid of Demetrius Johnson, uh, you know, you're getting rid of the best fighter of the, of the division, um, the guy that's been making statements down there, and you're, you're trading him and, and cutting fighters when they've only lost once. Um I think that it's a way of uh, windling it out, and if I'm the champ of both weight classes anyways, why not make them all come to 35, um, which we have an action-packed weight class. How do you? How is your weight cut? Because you had put a video out, and I'm sure you saw that some of the fans were saying, oh, he looked tired, even though you just said good morning, yeah. which meant you probably just woke up. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the first thing I did was when I woke up. Was I, uh, when you do your, your hormone test and your blood test, you have to do it. As soon as you wake up, you can't eat or drink anything. I mean, if you guys have ever gone to the doctor to do your hormones, um, you have to be first thing in the morning. So, you know, it was 7 o'clock in the morning, me waking up, rubbing my eyes, doing a video, you know. But uh, I don't mind people thinking that the weight cut's hard because it's been – I mean, obviously, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a lot of work, but it hasn't been hard. Um, and that's because I have the coach I have, and uh, I'm I'm as professional as I am. I'm actually waking up right now closer to weight than I would be at 135 waking up this far out. What? And that's because I've had to, that's because I've had to be so serious about it though too, you know? Like when I'm fighting 35s, I'm like, whatever, I'll eat as much as I want, do what I want kind of thing. I still stick to a good diet, but I can eat late. I don't have to do intermittent fasting. I don't have to wake up and do fast at low base. I don't have to, do, I don't have to be as strict. And so with me being as strict as I have been the last 12 weeks, I'm closer to weight now when I wake up than I would be at 135. So this might be a a, a a less painful cut in the very at the end of it than it would have been at 135. 
Um, no, I mean, who knows? It's probably still going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's definitely still going to suck. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I'm not handling it very professional. I bet I make way easier than Sudo does. What is it that motivates you to do this? Because, and how do you think it will affect you? Because he's fighting at his natural weight and you are cu- cutting 10 pounds. So what is it that motivates you to do that? Is it just the idea of being a two-belt champion? Yeah, that and my legacy. You know, being a two-belt champion, um, continuing to build. I, I believe that I'm the, I'm the greatest fighter right now. You know, I believe I'm the pound-for-pound best. And which way to prove it than to, to show it. You know, I'll go down to 25s. I can go up to 45s. I can do it all, man. And, and I really uh, just want to just show my legacy and prove that I'm, I'm the greatest fighter out there and uh, show everyone how professional I am. And, uh, look, Cejudo called me out after the fight, you know. Um I think it's a big hyped up fight and I'm excited about it. It's a great one great way for me to build my name and I'll go out there and out wrestle him and snatch that gold medal off his neck as well too. <laughs> and uh, I want to ask you too about Sam Calavita, your uh, conditioning co- your coach, uh, your strength and conditioning coach. You've said that he is a genius and what is what is he doing that is so good for you? Man, he is. He's uh I mean if you sit down it it takes like years to kinda of understand what he's talking about. Um, it kinda of goes over your head when you sit down and talk to him. But um because he's always into every molecule and everything that's going on in your body. He's tracking my heart rate when I'm sleeping. He makes every meal I eat. Um, he, he's got every uh, strength conditioning planned out. He has my low base planned out. He knows what, what, like every Sunday we've had a goal, like that week I need to wake up at a certain weight. And when I reach that, he, it comes off the checklist, um, doing my VO2 max, my hair analysis, my hormone testing, my omega-3s and omega-6s, and just kind of making sure that my body is in homeostasis at all times and uh running smoothly and and not cutting any corners i mean the guy he i mean i've met him now for uh, two two and a half years ago now and it's crazy to see what my body has done and and the things that i that have been able to change and how much strong i'm everyone thinks i'm lying but i'm actually throwing up more weight right now than i was my last camp for 135s you know, my, my, my clean to press is, is throwing up more weight. I'm stronger and I'm lighter, so my strength-to-weight ratio has gone up, which is unheard of, you know. But I've just stuck to the program. I haven't I haven't faltered and uh, continue to see gains. So I'm all in with Sam Calvita, you know, of the training lab. Um, he's, a, he's a straight-up genius. What is low base? You said that a couple of times. What does that mean? Oh, sorry. My low base is like a um, a workout that I do that's it's easy. It keeps your heart rate at a certain level. So for me, a low base would be, so we want you to do your VO2 max and your RMR, which tells you like what your body's burning fats to carbs. Because you want to be more of a fat-burning machine than a carb-burning machine because you end up having better cardio and you end up um, producing less acid, acid, all that stuff. Um, there's a certain heart rate I need to keep my body under. And uh, that's when I do my morning runs is I, I consider that my low base. It's low base training. I'm running at a certain heart rate, keeping it under over a certain heart rate, but under another one. So I'm not, I'm not running hard. Well, I mean, now it's harder because I'm in such good shape and my heart rate has to, I have to push harder to get it higher. But you know, when you first start out, it's, it's like an easy jog. You're able to like hold a conversation while doing it, but you do it for an hour Oof. kind of thing, you know? Um, so that you just, to have your body start burning fats rather than burning carbs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it just helps you shed the weight. And that's what you do first thing in the morning? Um, yeah, not every morning. It's all periodized. Periodized. Sorry, I can't even talk. Uh, periodized. Uh, it's all scheduled out. 
You know, like I, I know exactly what days I'm doing. I'm not doing it every day because, you know, I don't want to do it before sparring. You know, it's one of those days I want to come into sparring. I want to feel good. So maybe I sleep in a little longer on sparring days or um, my certain strength conditioning days. I know I'm going to be going super hard, so I don't want to add any more stress load to the body. And so it's all done at a certain time. But, yeah, I do that, especially for this camp, quite often. TJ, let me ask you your thoughts on, uh, and I feel bad for the poor guy, for, for Dominic Cruz suffering another long-term injury. What do you... Man, it's crazy. That's a, kind of a bummer, no? I mean, because not for nothing, I would love to see you guys go at it again. I know that was a very, that was a very close, that was a close fight. And it was, yeah, it was yeah. a, comp- and you're a competitive person, to, to say the least. And, uh, I, you mm-hmm. know, I, would you ever, I mean, is that something you really want to avenge? I know you feel you, you should have got the nod. And it yeah, was close. I, I definitely, I definitely know I should have got the nod, but yeah, yeah. it's something that uh, I'd, I'd want to get back one day, you know. Um, but it's crazy, man. The guy has, I mean, what he's got like two fights in the last like eight years. Who knows? I mean, it's crazy that he can't stay healthy and that his body's just falling apart. Um, wasn't meant to fight. Maybe he was meant to talk. You know, maybe he was meant to have that chip on his shoulder and sit behind the desk because. Uh, <laughs> He, he cannot stay healthy, man. Yeah, yeah. some guys just have this. It really does. You know what I, I love though with the, the the like the three the the three of them like it's um like with TJ and then you got uh, Dom of course and then Cody. There's like all different. Like TJ is such a nice dude, but yet he has these nice little rival, rivalries with these guys that each <laughs> with themselves. Well, Dominic definitely is an opinionated dude. Cody's, a, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's so funny. And man. I don't have just, anything personal against Dominic yeah. either, too. It's just something that, that happened because we fought each other and he yeah. got under my skin and yeah. he did a good job of it, the mental warfare of it, you know? Because um, I've never had a problem with guy. I've done commercials with him. I've been around him. He's a yeah. smart dude. Like, I got no problem with him, but then he starts like nagging at you, and you're like, "All right, mother," you know. <laughs> come back, you know. And then uh, yeah. Cody just made it personal. He came at me, so that was yeah. just, uh, you know, these, these rivalries kind of found me. Um, and that's what happens when you uh, perform at the highest levels and uh, have cameras on your on you twenty four seven. You know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see these differences. Have you seen Cody at all? Have you interacted with him at all since the last fight? No, I haven't. No, I haven't really seen much of him or, or seen him personally, no. And before we let you go, too, I wanted to ask you about the poster. They used an interesting photo of you for the... Uh, for the uh, oh, main... yeah. <laughs> now, did you make that face, or did they grab an old photo, what or did that? that happen, and they went, we're going to go with this one? Um, well, they, they created the poster. I mean, I think I remember taking that photo, and it was kind of like... Uh, I think it might have been during Ultimate Fighter, kind of like with Cody, like saying, like, oh, this guy, you know what I mean? Like, put a smirk on my face and point my thumb at this guy, like, what's this guy up to? But... Um, I feel like I've kind of handled this situation the same kind of way. Like, I, like I'm very confident. I'm going to come in there. I'm going to run through Cejudo. And uh, obviously, I'm respecting who he is. He's a great athlete and, and everything. But look, man, I'm confident. I, I know that I'm the better fighter, and I'm going to get out there and put it on him. So I just think that that's what I've portrayed a little bit. <laughs> Love it or hate it kind of thing, you know. Um, I'm not really too worried about it. Well, everyone agrees. I, I think you're one of the hardest guys to prepare for. Because your fighting is so unorthodox, it's impossible to figure out what you're going to throw from second to second. Uh, you're, you're an extremely difficult guy, I think, for anyone to get ready for. Appreciate it, man. That's, that's usually the plan. You know, we try to mix it up as well. I mean, this sport of MMA is crazy, man. You used to be able to be like a boxer, a kickboxer, or a jiu-jitsu fighter, or you know, a wrestler coming in and do and do well and get to the top. But not anymore, man. You have to 
you have to train MMA as the sport as a whole, you know, and uh, keeping someone guessing is the sport. You have no idea what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it. And that's why I keep saying that I'm going to out-wrestle Cejudo is because that I'm able to I'm able to keep him guessing I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to be able to wrestle with him, you know. So um, I'm going to beat him everywhere. Well, congratulations in the sport of MMA. Yeah, you are. I mean, I I have to pick TJ too. I mean, I think Cejudo's a great fighter, but I I think that you're just. I just think that you're going to be too much for him. Um, again, you're fighting Cejudo. It's uh, obviously the main event, uh, January the 19th from Brooklyn. And good luck, man. I, you're one of my favorite guys to watch. Yeah, TJ. And my, and my bad on the other thing. I was being a little bitchy. <laughs> Dude, I understand, bad. though, man. Don't worry about it, brother. I, mean, I got on the phone. I was like, hey, guys, I got to go. I'm not doing an interview. I'm running in the door. Like That was that was obviously my bad, too, because um, uh, I was told about it, I guess, a week in advance. But you know how practice changes oh, fuck, up. and man. I can't crazy remember. Crazy lifestyles of media and, and just you get a call, and I thought it was the New York Athletic Commission because it's a New York number, you know? Yeah, no, so, I hear you. Because <laughs> I, I was doing medicals that day, all this stuff, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Hey, listen, a day before. Yeah, I, I forget. Day. I got a memory of a goldfish. Thanks so much, champ, man. Yeah, take care, man. Good luck, TJ. Of course, man. Hey, I just want to give a, a big shout-out on my website, uh, com. if you're looking to uh, take my online courses to fit the fight. I'm showing all those techniques you guys oh. talked about that me and Dwayne go over. Awesome. Um, I have my... I have my own online course where I'm showing techniques, talking about how to be confusing and to show different techniques and to keep your opponent guessing. Uh, but it's fit to fight. You'll not only learn how to do some martial arts, some jiu-jitsu, some wrestling, oh. some striking, but you'll also I also pair them with a strength and conditioning workout that'll make you better at that technique. So you're getting in shape and you're learning how to fight. Um, it's it's done. I've, it's been released now for a week and it's done wonderful and everyone's loving it. So I just wanted to give that a big shout out. What's the name of it again? I appreciate it. Um, well, it's tjdillashaw.com is where it's at, but it's called Fit to Fight. Awesome, man. Sounds awesome, yeah, man. man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Of Anytime. Course. Thank you, guys. I'll right, talk to you again. Bye. Take care, bro. All right, later. All right, hey, listen. Today was I about love. new beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I feel yeah. better. I am not a negative. I'm a, I'm a happy person, Jimmy. I'm not a negative person. I'm a happy, happy, special lad. Don't call me lad. I decided I did it myself. You said that. I did, Jimmy. Was, I preempted, I struck myself. But listen to me. I'm so happy that we're uh, friends again. I am too. We're good acquaintances. There was never but any I, problems. There was never a problem on this side. People are attacking me. Maybe I get a little emotional, but isn't that why you love me, people, isn't it? Of course, yeah. You know, Jesus. I appreciated uh, Alexander Hernandez and TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> Jimmy knows how to hurt my feelings. <laughs> you do, Jimmy, right? I'm, so, I'm a simple boy, but I'm, I'm a good friend. You are a good friend. All right, Jimmy. All right, listen, everybody. You got to plug anything? Oh, I'm going to be in Phoenix tonight, tomorrow, Saturday. And then next week is West Palm Beach, the 18th and 19th. And then I have nothing else because I'm working on a project. I'm going to be getting my I'm legs serious. slid open. Oh, you're working on a, pro- a project, Jimmy? Yeah, I'll tell you about it next week. That's ex- oh, wow. That's wow. I keep people in suspense. Yeah. Me, I'm getting my, getting my sack taken out of my knee. Of my knee. And uh, I'll be limping around next week, people. But don't fuck with me because I still got Gamora's. You sure do. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. All right. Now, remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.